Welcome in, everyone. This is another episode of Catfish on Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Howe, your host. Yes. Welcome in. I know everybody's upset right now because last night, that was a train wreck. We've only seen a few of those all season. I look back at the Montreal Canadiens game where the Preds lost really badly. Uh, I think the Preds lost to the Blackhawks earlier this season in a pretty bad game. Lost to Seattle once before. Yeah, but that was the start of the season. That's, right? that's true. Hold that against I don't count that. But last night, I mean, they jump up, like, they jump ahead to nothing. But uh, that was a complete fall apart disaster. Train, train off the rails, whatever you want to call it. It was bad. Chad, what are we gonna do with this team? I don't know, man. I got no answers for you. I'm we're, like, gonna try, we're gonna try to figure it out tonight in episode 110. How about that? I'm, I'm, I'm like, can't live with them. Can't ship them off to Quebec. No, we're not gonna ship them off. That would no. never happen, Rich. So I'm, so normally I have my jersey like right here as a backdrop. I'm so what? mad at him. I left it all the way Is back. Is that there. how mad you are? I'm mad. I'm I just noticed that. It's in the back because I'm upset with him. Well, we both look kind of bad right now because my Pecorino jersey's not up right now. But that's yeah. just because I want to protect it. I don't. I, I was. It, it's in respect to Pecorino. I don't want it on the wall all the Absolutely. time because uh, you know, yeah. gotta protect it from the elements. Yep. Lindsay yep. is in here already. She says, "Hello. What happened last night?" Well, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Lindsay, we're going to try to figure that out. But hey, your Calgary Flames still look really good. They do. Yep. But yeah, uh, we're going to try to figure that out. We're going to try to uh, dissect it. It was, I got to put it like at least top three uh, worst losses of the, of, of the season. It's, it's up there. Very, it, very is disappointing. it is hugely yeah. disappointing. Definitely. We're going to break down that game again. <clears throat> this is Catfish on Ice episode 110 presented by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code THPN for exclusive offers, um, including Daily Fantasy. We've got the NBA offers right now that we're going to tell you about later in this episode, but you need to go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now to get all those all those awesome offers. Yeah. Mike Twitter. What's up, man? Yes. Last night sucked. It did. How do you lose against the Kraken for a second time when the Kraken are not very good? But hey, give all the credit to the Kraken last night. They dictated the game. They they, they said, you know what? It's not happening tonight. You're not gonna. You're. Not, they dictated the pace of the game. And the Preds, for the most part, they looked like they weren't even interested in winning. They looked like they didn't even want to be there. They, and that's so that's so rare with this team. That's what really is so shocking when you see the Preds play a game like that, is they don't – normally, even when they lose, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you go back and look at the game and you're like, okay, the team lost, but you know what? They still gave a great effort. They played hard. They did what they could, and they lost to a better team. We could say the Stadium Series game was like that. Yep. The Stadium Series game, they lost to a, a better team – it wasn't because they didn't have any effort. They didn't play a good game. But this loss against the Kraken, no no disrespect to the, to the Seattle Kraken. No. no but that was a horrible, horrendous loss and a lack of effort 
like that team, the Preds were just not engaged. I know they went up two nothing in the game early on. Tomasino got a little goal in close. Uh, Duchesne scored a goal right in his wheelhouse mm-hmm. on the power play. But I mean, yep. what does all that mean if you just completely fall apart in the second and third period? It doesn't mean much at all to me. Nothing, nothing at all. I, I, I will say, like you said, no disrespect to Seattle. Those dudes, I think they were on like a seven game losing streak. They're like a hurt animal. They're dangerous when they're hurt. Predators got beat by two of their former players, Yarn Crook and yep. Colin Blackwell. Oh. Colin Blackwell put the knife in and turned Salt it. Salt in the wound. Salt in the wound, Rich. Game, game winning goal. Shorthanded. Shorthanded. Worst. That's, that's like the worst. It's it's bad. All right. Bad. Rich, I can, I'm going to tell you right now, mm. and I, I'm being totally 100% honest here. When they let when the Preds let go of Colin Blackwell, and I think what were we even doing the podcast yet when that happened? I don't think so. I don't I think thought we were. I remember. We were right for Pred lines. That I, was think. Early. I think mm-hmm. I think me and you were still like, you know, like talking to each other, but I don't think we were doing the podcast yet. No. But I was so upset when the Preds lost Colin Blackwell. As was because I. he was another one of those, he's another <clears throat> grinded out depth player. They mm-hmm. can do some good things for you. And he ended up going to the New York Rangers. He did. Yep. From the Preds. And I, I remember at the time being like, that's a tough blow to lose a guy like Colin Blackwell. He had a really good season for the Preds. He was here very mm-hmm. short term. But then Cal Yarncroke, we love Cal Yarncroke, but man, yep. he he's he rubs that salt in the wound in that yep. game last night. But yeah, the Preds, they were just like, Yeah, I give I give the Seattle Kraken credit, but like mm-hmm. It was like honestly, like the Preds were not interested in even like playing a hockey game. Yeah, yeah, it was um, started off awesome, great start. Third period, man, they gave up three goals in like three minutes. It was some kind of crazy. Yeah, that obviously never happened since their first year in the league or whatever. And then the the bad. This is the worst thing of the whole night. The Predators only had three shots on goal for the entire third period. That is, I, I don't even know. I, well, I got Rich, nothing. Hey, Rich, nothing. you're already you've already got me like fuming right now thinking about <laughs> it. Let's save it for our opening face-off. It's going to be yes. the main segment of the podcast. Right. Let's tell everybody what else we have in store tonight on Catfish on Ice. This is episode one ten. We're going to get you through it. We're here for you right now on this Thursday night. Because yep. we're not happy about last night. The Preds, they are trending in the wrong direction. We all kind of felt good coming out of the stadium series game because they beat the Panthers. They beat the Stars yeah. on Pecorino night. They put up a good effort in the stadium series against the Lightning. But then you're going to turn around and lay, lay this dud of a game, honestly, is what I'm calling it. And you're right in the middle of this wild card race. I mean, the the stars are one point behind you. The the stars are actually in the other wild card spot right now. Yes, I'm yeah. telling you, it's, yeah. it's looking. You got the Edmonton Oilers are right there. The LA Kings are in the middle of it. Like you've got all these teams right in the middle of it, and it's going to be yeah. like most likely the Preds are going to have. They're going to put the, the Preds are going to put themselves in a spot where they're going to have to like do what they did a couple seasons ago where they're going to have to win like 
eight of their last 10 games and rally to get into the yeah. playoffs. That's what it seems like it's shaping out to me. But um, here's what else we got in store for you. Other than fully breaking down the Seattle uh, game, the loss for the Preds, mm-hmm. we've got five burning questions that are surrounding this team as yep. we are in March now. And we've already seen the Preds open up March with a horrible, horrible game against <laughs> Seattle. But we're going we're gonna to list our five yeah. questions that we have surrounding this team, our five burning questions. We're going to talk about that. We're going to do our battle for the Central Power Rankings as yep. we do every Thursday. Huh. I don't know, Rich. Where are we going to have the Predators? It's going to be interesting to hear where you have <clears> the Predators <throat> and where yeah. I have the Predators. We never share our Power Rankings with each other. It's always mm-hmm. surprise to both of us live. So have fun with that. If you want to share yep. with us live right now on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, as you're watching the stream, if you want to share with us live what you're – one through eight central division power rankings would be go right ahead, shoot it at us. We'll yep. share it. And we've also are going to do our three teams in the NHL that no one is talking about, but you probably should be talking about them. Yep. There's definitely some that don't seem to get much attention that are playing really well. So, yes. So we're going to look at a broader outlook of the NHL not just look at the Predators. I would have yep. said two or three weeks ago before the All-Star break that the Predators would fit into that category of a team that's doing really, really well and no one's talking about them. But I'm not going to put them in there now. No, they've uh, no, because they're disappointing. They're disappointing right now. Yes. That's for sure. And Very we're going to wrap – we're going to introduce a new segment. We always like to bring you new segments to this podcast. Yeah. We're always trying to keep the creative juices flowing on this show that's what we try to do we try to make it fun for everybody we try to be an escape for all the terrible stuff that's happening in this world right now Mm -hmm. with uh the ongoing assault on ukraine and our hearts are with the ukrainian people and it's getting scarier and scarier by the day and all i can tell all of our listeners right now that are listening to this podcast we are all in this together we all stand with the ukrainian people we all clearly see the atrocities that are going on in Ukraine mm-hmm. right now. Civilians, uh, children, uh, you're seeing uh, bombs hit like civilian targets. And, and it's very scary right now. Yep. And, and even though we are a hockey podcast, I just want to tell everybody that we're if you're listening to this podcast right now, we're here for you. You can tweet at the show at Catfish Ice. You can tweet myself or Rich Howe if you ever need someone to talk to. We are all in this together. We all we care about all of our listeners. We care about all of you as humans, fellow humans. And Correct. so we're doing this podcast because we want to be an escape to all of our listeners and all the people who might come across this podcast. We want to be an escape from yep. the crazy and horrible things that are happening in this world right now. So we're going to do that tonight. But we will also Absolutely. want you to know that it's a very scary time and we're right here with you. You can tweet yep. at the show anytime. Uh, you can tweet me. You can DM me if you want. Yeah. You don't even have to yep. know me personally. We can nope. talk about it. We can be there for each other. Yep. Absolutely. But here's how we're going to end this episode. We are going to tweet. We're going to talk about some funny things that we came across on social media. And we're going to turn this into a uh, a normal segment piece. on the show. We'll, we're going to bring it up from time to time on episodes. 
We're just going to share funny things we came across on social media. Things that can get everybody laughing, loosen up everything. We need more of that in this world right now. And so we got Let's two see. really good ones that I that we came across. We're yep. going to save it for the end of the episode. So suspense. We're going to try to keep you suspenseful here. Yep. And, uh, and we're going to share two really funny things that we came across that kind of went viral uh, on social media that are really funny. We can all laugh about. We can talk about it. That's Very how we're going to end so. uh, episode 110 of Catfish on Ice, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. DraftKings. DraftKings. Yep. Yes. Our sponsor that we Absolutely. love. All right. So we've already pretty much aired our grievances, Rich, on this uh, cracking game. <laughs> airing um, of grievances. Let's look Absolutely. at the glass half full for a second. It was really cool to see Philip Tomasino get on the board. Absolutely. Always good to see him do that. And it was a really um, good goal because of the sense that the Preds kind of fought for position. They got control of the puck kind of behind the net in deep. And yep. of all people, of all people, uh, Michael McCarron kind of found Tomasino in a perfect spot. It was kind of a bad, unlucky uh, bounce that uh, mm-hmm. Chris Dreiger didn't really have a chance to stop. So it was kind of a lucky goal in a sense. But uh, Mm -hmm. I'll give some credit to uh, McCarron for at least finding the puck and trying to feed it to Tomasino for that goal. Absolutely. And with that goal, the captain, Roman Yossi, scored his 500th career point. I'm so glad you brought that up, Rich, because that is a huge milestone. Very massive milestone uh, for him. So congrats. Congrats. Congrats congrats to the captain. Captain, I'll I'll, – I'll send him. I'll call him later and tell him congrats personally for us. Wait a minute. You have, you have Roman Yossi's (laughs) personal phone number and I don't rich. How did that happen? Sure. Um, He's one of your, wait a minute, Rich. I got to ask you, I got to investigate right now, Rich. (laughs) So is that one of your top sources when you break news for the Catfish and Ice podcast is Roman Yossi. Anytime you break news, Mm -hmm. just like Elliot Friedman breaks news, who Frank Cervelli, all these, uh, all these NHL in the insiders, you're in there with them, right? I am in the know. No, <laughs> absolutely not. The other, the other good thing about this game, it was UC Soros' 200th career start. Oh, so I didn't know of, that either. Lots Sharing of cool some... little milestones. Rich Howe's dropping knowledge here on episode 110 of Catfish on Ice. I did not know about the 200th career start for UC Soros. That was a uh, Yep. That's an interesting little nugget there that you just shared with me that I yep. didn't know. That's awesome. So we got even the, though he didn't even though the game was not really great for him either. I mean, I gotta tell you, that no. first goal that the Kraken scored, I felt like he could have also done something to prevent that goal. I'm not saying the Preds defensively were structured mm-hmm. well. It's it's a team effort there, but I do think that Soros misplayed the puck on that first goal that the Kraken scored. He did, um, and and actually, he he fought off a few breakaways too, which was good. But yeah, he man giving up three that quick for him—that's really out of character. So I'm not sure. I guess I think that he's first worn one down. We've been hey, well, Rich, we have been worried about this for a while. We've been talking about this. People, go back and listen to like the last two weeks worth of episodes. I can mm-hmm. promise you that multiple times we have brought up on this podcast how worried and cautious we are about. Soros maybe being overworked. Maybe we got to get David Riddick in there more. And I know the Preds have had plenty of breaks in between, 
games, so he shouldn't be too overworked. But I got to tell you, whenever a goaltender is just – whenever a goal – I mean, he's only human. If he feels like the entire weight of the team is on his shoulders and he's having to be perfect every game, that's a lot to ask of anybody, even UC Soros. And but, David Riddick has shown <laughs> that he's fully capable. Mm-hmm. So what I don't you know. Just, what you just said is like a really good uh, point about that. Like maybe Soros does feel like he has to be perfect because sometimes the team in front of him is not good. So I guess he might have it in his head where he's like, man, if I don't, you know, if I don't do something, we're definitely going to lose. So, and he's probably tired. I would say, I mean, they do, they did have a lot of breaks, but um, the schedule for the rest of this month is like game day off game day off back to back. So um, we're going to see David Riddick. We're going to see David Riddick soon. But my point is like, I do think he's hitting a decline a little bit. UC Soros. I think he's, Going yeah. through a little bit of a of a uh, mm-hmm. a tough spot right now. He is. And Lindsay says, "Play Dave Moore." Soros is getting tired. That's a really good point to bring up. I mean, yep. I don't think Lindsay's wrong in that in saying that at all. No. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I, I would rather them struggle in the first part of the season and then come on strong now. Just yeah, it's it's got to be wearing on him. I think he said he's got the. He's had, got the second most starts in the in, entire NHL. So, well, for I don't know if it's still the same way, but for the longest time, he's been like he's outpaced the rest of the league in like shots faced and shots saved by yeah. almost a hundred for a long yeah. time. Now that could have changed since the last time I looked at that stat, but yeah, right. he's uh, he's facing a huge barrage every night. Yep, definitely. Lindsay says, if you got both your goaltenders going, it definitely benefits. Yes, it does. So mm-hmm. if I can get Dave some more starts and get him even more comfortable than he was the last time he played. Yeah. It'll definitely I help agree. him. I agree. We're going to definitely see David Riddick more this, this month. Um, okay. And so, yeah, the Preds go up 2 nothing. Matt Duchesne gets a power play goal. And it was one of those goals where, I mean, he just – Roman Yossi fed him because that's what Roman Yossi does. Roman Yossi is just a great all-around player, as we know. And Matthew Shane's in his wheelhouse. He is just oh, – yeah. I mean, he's just like target practice, you know, mm-hmm. almost like a shootout-style goal. And he's – I mean, he did have a defender kind of on him, but he was like right there for the wrister. And the way Matthew Shane's playing this season, he's going to bury pucks like that. It is really – we're kind of trying to be glass half full about this game right now. And that's the way the game yeah. started was glass half full. The Preds were up 2-0. And this goal, this second goal that put the Preds up 2-0, mm-hmm. Matt Duchesne was in his wheelhouse. But let me say something about this goal. I cannot promise you if we went back to last season or no. when Matt Duchesne first started with the Preds that he would have taken that shot. No. No, he would no, have, definitely he, not. He would have tried to make the extra stick move or he would have tried to like be fa- too fancy he would have maybe tried to make a fancy pass to another person. But the way he is just like, you know what? When I get in these moments, I'm going to shoot and I'm going to yep. score. Yep. And so that's pretty much where the positivity of the game ends for the Preds. But I will say that was a really awesome goal to see from Matt Duchesne as he continues to uh, have a resurgence type of season, trying to live up to that mm-hmm. contract. 
and he's yep. he's done it. I mean, he he's done it despite the team's success. And uh, so Magic Shane ends up scoring two goals actually in this game. He scores later in the game to tie it up at three mm-hmm. after the Preds fell behind and gave up three unanswered goals, like Rich was saying, in such a short amount of time. But then that's when Colin Blackwell, another former Predator player, yeah. puts the Seattle cracking up for good on a shorthanded goal in the third period. Yeah, so <clears throat> when they were obviously – the Predators were on the power play. Um, they had the puck behind Saros. I, I'm pretty sure it was Philip Forsberg had it. And Yanni Gord just came around and, like, took the puck from him. Was that was it that play? I, I can't remember. Well, Yanni Gord's a good player, first of all. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. I like him a lot. I remember when the Seattle – when I found out the Seattle Kraken got him, I was like, wow, that's a strong yeah. – I know they haven't been anywhere near as good as what people thought, and yeah. they haven't come close to being what the mm-hmm. Vegas Golden Knights were. The Seattle yeah. Kraken have definitely followed the path of normal expansion teams. Yep. But yep. Yanni Gord's a good player. He's very good. He's, he's someone a very that, good player. He's a good he's piece someone, of man. Yeah, he's somebody that they should try to hold on to, definitely. Yeah. Uh, out of all the guys, I would say he's he's one of the ones. But I don't I don't maybe it wasn't that goal, but um Forsberg had the puck behind Soros and somebody just took it straight from Forsberg did not have a good night. Like, and, and and we haven't we don't get to say that very we haven't had to say that very don't. often this season. But um, you don't get to say that. Maybe at all. I mean maybe individually it was one of his worst games of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be interested to see what he would say about that if someone asked him. But uh, it's just not going to get it done, Rich. And we're seeing this so often now. The no. Preds only managed twenty two shots on goal. I don't care yeah. who you're playing. I don't care if you're playing the Arizona Coyotes. Yes. You're not going to win games getting 22 shots on goal. Absolutely not. Because um, you're still you're still facing NHL caliber goaltenders, and you're still facing NHL caliber defenders. Now, some yeah. teams are way better than others, but yeah. the perfect example is against this Seattle Kraken team. You only get 22 shots on goal. I'm sorry, you're not going to win many games at all with 22 shots on goal. No, and you're not definitely going to mount any kind of comeback shooting three shots for an entire period. That's And did you see the and the way this game ended was a perfect illustration of how the Preds could not figure anything out. They when they pulled they couldn't even figure out how to pull UC Soros to get the no, extra yeah, skater. You're right. That he was couldn't weird. get out. because the, the Kraken were just smothering them. They were just like all was, over every loose puck. Well there was one section where the uh the commentators were like Saros was like looking at the bench and like skating over there, but nobody called him. Like there was an opportunity where he could have went off and they didn't, they didn't do it. I don't know what happened. So that was really strange. Um, I don't know what was going on there. I think at that point they were, they were done anyway. I mean, you want to hear something else crazy about this game. And there's another reason why you, you look at this stat here and you think there's no way you lose to this game. If Mm -hmm. I would have told you rich going into this game, that the Preds were not going to give up a single penalty. They were going to commit a single penalty in this game. And they're playing the Seattle Kraken. And they're going to score the first two goals of the game. Yep. But they're still going to lose to the Seattle Kraken. You would have told me I was literally insane. If I told you, about to, you would have said that's never going to happen in a million years. If the Preds don't commit a penalty, 
if they score the first two goals of the game and they score a power play goal, they're yep. beating the Seattle Kraken. No, absolutely. But it, but it wasn't meant to be because they lost four to three. And that's we like to no. say it all the time. I'm not the one that coined the term, but hockey is weird, quote unquote. It is weird. And that's it's weird. Strange. It's a weird final stat right there is the Preds somehow the most penalized team in the league for the last like for the majority of the season, honestly. They've been the most yep. penalized team in the league. They don't commit a single penalty against one of the worst teams in the standings, at least, in the league, the Seattle Kraken. And they score a power play goal. They jump up 2 nothing. They got UC Soros in net, and they still find a way to lose. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's baffling. I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't remember if I read this somewhere or if I came up with this myself. But so the predator, and it's not really that earth shattering or anything. But so when the predators play to their identity, they take obviously way too many penalties, and that and that hurts them. So that's 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 bad. They can't find a good balance when they don't take enough penalties. When they have no penalties and they don't play to their identity and they play not really, I guess, soft. Like it, it wasn't that physical of a game then this 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 is what happens like they they can't find a good happy medium like you take too many penalties and you lose because you're you're in the penalty box the whole time you don't take any penalties you play soft and you get beat by one of those i mean going by hits i wouldn't say they were completely soft last night they still out hit the cracking 31 to 18 which was crazy but I do get what you're saying, though, Rich. I do get what you're saying because I do think I do think there's some truth to what you're saying. Because, and, and what have I said? I, I think we've both said this. I think I even said this before the season even started. This team is going to live and die by the way they play, and it's going to help them some nights. It's going to hurt them other nights, but they're going to have to live and die by it. Mm-hmm. And so you really hope that they're not going to try to reinvent the wheel this late in the season when it comes to their game, because that's going to lead to mistakes. That's going to lead to mm-hmm. uh, critical mistakes. I almost think that we just have to live with it, that they're going to get a lot of penalties and they're going to have to kill penalties off. If, yep. if that's what it takes for them to win games is they're going to have to like play a really hard, re- aggressive style. And they're going to have to take four or five penalties a game and kill off three or four big penalties a game. Yep. But if that's the way they have to play to get to be who they are, then live with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what it takes, Rich. With what maybe. you're saying, I, I I don't know. They just need to find a happy medium, and I know they, <clears throat> I know they mix the lines up a little bit. Um, I don't know if he's trying to. Well, look at this too, Rich. You look at these stats here. It's like but... you look at something. You look at these team game stats, and you're like, how did the Preds not win this game? The Preds oh, yeah. only had four giveaways in this game. Four giveaways. Yeah, yeah. We've I seen mean, we've seen plenty of games by the Preds this season where they've got 13, 14, 15 giveaways. Like, they're mm-hmm. just sloppy. They're turning over the puck. They're putting UC Soros in these horrible situations. They're committing four or five penalties a game to where UC Soros is having to make all these gigantic saves to kill off a penalty. You didn't see that this game. Mm-mm. You saw no. no penalties, no penalties, not one penalty was committed, and only four giveaways. Yeah. I mean, and they still lose four to three to one of the worst teams in the league. No disrespect to you, Seattle, but no, by the standings, not. by the standings, yep. you're you're towards the bottom. So it's mm-hmm. like 
it just really you blows at, your mind. It boggles your mind. It frustrates yeah. you, but uh, it is what it at, is. Uh, the the face off percentage predator sixty three percent. Um, more blocks. They had more block shots or block more shots. This um, I'm telling you right now. This team better turn the page quick, and they better figure out a way to, I don't know, do something because if they drop another one to San Jose, another team that is you would like to think the Preds should beat them? Maybe. <laughs> you you hope they can. If if they don't I mean, beat San Jose, they've got there's they're they're they've got some big problems because that's gonna put them behind. Um, well because then you got murders, after that the schedule gets really difficult. You got Dallas, Anaheim, mm-hmm. St. Louis, and Minnesota four games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Even if even if the Preds beat San Jose, that four game stretch right there scares the crap out of me. Oh, absolutely. Because that four game stretch right there, Dallas, Anaheim, St. Louis, Minnesota. Actually, let's call it a five game stretch. Dallas, mm-hmm. Anaheim, St. Louis, Minnesota, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, it, if they somehow go one and four in that stretch, or even zero oh and five. Damn, that's then they they might be done. I think they might be done too. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the standings. So they're Minnesota was like on a four game losing streak. They actually won tonight. So they're actually three points above Nashville right now. Dallas is one point behind, only one point, and they're in the second wild card spot right now. And the top two have completely pulled away. Colorado's yeah. so far, Colorado's so far ahead that if you're a NASCAR fan, they've already lapped the field. Yeah. But like uh, St. Louis, yeah. but St. Louis is also starting to build a lot of distance. So at this point, if you're a Preds fan and we're right here with you on this, you're just hoping they can figure out a way to get a wild card spot. But even yeah. now, that's not looking very good. So it's not. If, yeah, if, if they don't turn things around, like you said, if they if they go win one of those five games, yeah, bad spot, very bad spot. Definitely. All right. I don't we don't mean to be negative here for all of our press fans that are listening tonight, but we are objective on this podcast. And it's just not looking good. We're telling you right now. There's still no. some time to obviously figure it out. They're still in the wild card. They've shown us in the past that they can bounce back from bad games. They just did it when they played the Florida Panthers and the Dallas mm-hmm. Stars to end and- the losing streak. So I'm not saying that it can't be done, but I'm telling you that this is the this is about as do or die as they can get right now for this season. Yeah. Going down yeah, the stretch because you look at the rest of the division. We're about to do the power rankings for the division. You look at the rest of the division, and the rest <laughs> of the division seems to be trending up, mm-hmm. except for Chicago and Arizona. But yeah. the rest Never of the done. division seems to be trending up, and the Preds are fading. Like they're going the wrong direction right now, where the rest of the division, like the Dallas Stars and the St. Louis Blues, and the Minnesota Wild, they're all going forward. They're all, they're all training forward. So, yep. I mean, I'm telling you, they got to figure so, it out. Yeah, so Nashville is in the first wild card spot. Dallas is in the second spot. The only thing that separates them – well, Dallas has a, a game in hand. The Predators have one more overtime loss. No, that's the wrong way. Never mind. It's because of the game in hand. Yeah, if they get the game yeah. in hand, then yeah, that's what it is. Never mind. Forget what I just said. It's okay. I was I was up late last night. <laughs> yeah. 
We'll forgive you, Rich. We'll forgive you. Yeah. Let's get to our next topic here of Catfish on Ice episode 110 brought to you by DraftKings with Chad Minton oh. and Rich Howe. I got to show you this what? real quick. So we just, real fast, we talked about Callie Yarncroft scoring on the Predators and Colin Blackwell, mm-hmm. and then Mike Twitter Mike Twitter gives us this. There's a Craig Smith hat trick watch. Just scored Smitty. a second goal tonight. Smitty. Woof. I love Smitty. I miss one. him another, so much. Another no. player that the Preds should have never let go. Yeah. Yep. You're really trying right. to put me in a bad spot tonight, Rich. Know, make right. me think about former Preds. Mm. Yep. That's absolutely right. Yep. All right. So our next topic here tonight is Ugh. our five burning questions mm. surrounding this team as we enter March. We're already in March. Preds have already opened March with a very ugly loss. Don't like it. But we've got our five burning questions. You can also read my article on Predlines.com covering this exact topic if you want to go check it out. But let's get into it. Question number one, Rich. Are the Nashville Predators deep enough for the playoffs? And the preface of that question is if they make the playoffs. Are they deep enough? Is their roster deep enough? Okay. Or do so, you think that you do you think that even if they make it, they're destined for another one and done? Oh, you made it to six games, so we'll give you a pat on the back, kind of like we did when they played the Hurricanes this past year. Is that kind of what they're destined for? Or do you think that the roster we look at right now, the roster where we we love a lot of these players, Tanner Janot, oh, Yakov Trennan. Colton Sissons, like I, they got some death pieces, obviously, but this is a real yeah. question. This is why we call it a burning question. Are they actually deep enough to get over the playoff hump and go past the first round for the first time since 2017, 18, when they won the president's trophy? So if they can hold on to a wild card spot, you're going to get Colorado like right now, you're going to get Colorado or, or Calgary, right? If, if the standings hold, I think the Pacific, the, standings division, hold. the Pacific division is very up for grabs for it the is. first place, though. It is. I agree. Good luck with either one of those teams, I'm just saying. You've got I – mean, so the, the Pacific <laughs> division is crazy, though, because you've got four teams right. in the Pacific division that could all win it. You've got Edmonton, L.A., Anaheim – and Calgary, all within like six points of each other right now. Yeah, Vegas as well. Still. In oh there. yeah. How, how did I leave out Vegas? <clears throat> you got five teams, right? Yeah. Am I am I am I counting wrong there? Is there um, five teams all that close Calgary. to each other? Um, Anaheim is has sixty one points, and Calgary has seventy. Okay. So they're so I, I shouldn't have thrown Anaheim in there. My yeah, apologies. Yeah. Anaheim was the Pretty team much. I shouldn't have thrown in there. So you've got yeah. four teams within seven points of each other. You've got mm-hmm. five teams within nine points of each other. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, man, the way they're the way the Predators are playing right now, I do not think they're. But deep look, enough look at the real quick. Look at the contrast between the Central Division and how how like. Oh yeah. Widen the lead is. So in mm-hmm. the central division, you got Colorado with a 14 point lead over the next place team. Second yeah. place team. So you got 14 points. I'm about to blow your mind, Rich. In the Pacific Division, 
you've got six teams, six teams within 10 points of each other. Mm-hmm. But in the Central Division, you've got There's a 14-point gap. 14 points between first and second. Yep. That's what I mean. That's why. The Predators, the, the Predators draw Colorado. I, I don't see how they make it out of that. I would hope. Well, I would hope that they wouldn't get swept. But man, the way they're if the, playing. If, if, if the, <laughs> the Preds draw Colorado in the first round, then we're all going to say, "Hey, pat on the back. You made the playoffs. Good for you." <clears throat> yeah. Let's start thinking about next season. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, we got to um, get there first. But uh, yeah. yeah. So here's. Missy joined us. I like to see some magic happen, and the Preds win every game from here out and scare the rest of the league. Yes, that would be amazing. Yeah, we'll sign up for that, Missy. I love we'll the, definitely sign up for that. I mean, so my we're negativity, not, we're my not negativity trying to – Right, we're not trying to be negative, and my negativity is going to pass probably after we do the podcast. So tomorrow it'll all be good. It's just – Yeah, so this is therapy. This, this is therapy for me and Rich right now. This podcast is yeah. therapy right now. Uh, we right, hope it's yeah. therapy for you too. Right. Lindsay says the playoffs are so weird that I can see them getting out of the first round, but I don't know if they're deep enough. It, it sure doesn't look like it right now. But Here's why I don't think the Preds are deep enough. And it I'm start, it's starting to come back to that defense again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Robbie Stanley. Um, Robbie Stanley really said, made it out. I'm, I'm, I'm really <laughs> – he opened my eyes as well. He, Robbie Stanley of 102.5 The Game. Morning what drive. What did he say exactly? Uh, he, he basically singled out uh, Philippe Myers is not worth is not a and top six defenseman and Ben Harper. Ben Harper. Yep. Yeah, or yep. I, he might have even said Matt Benning. I, I, let me pull. No, him I, up. I don't want to. I don't want to misquote sure him. I'm pretty sure it was Harper and and Myers. He said they're not. Um, I thought he said, well, I don't want to, I'm not going to say, I don't remember. Yeah, let's exactly pull him. We can pull it up really quick here. We but, love Robbie um, Stanley. He's actually, uh, we'd love to have him on the podcast whenever. Yeah. He's um, a cool guy. His schedule kind of. He's a very cool guy. Offens up a little bit, but he's got a lot going on. He's a busy, busy dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, he did say it was Ben Harper. It was, he said, so here's the tweet from Robbie Stanley. That's kind of like sparking yep. my thoughts about it as well. He says, mm-hmm. Fleet Myers and Ben Harper are not NHL-level defensemen. They're just not. That's Adding it. a veteran D-man that can play third pair wouldn't be the worst idea. Yeah. But when you talk about the when you talk about that, your ideal perfect lineup is, if you're talking about what you have available, that is Matt Benning, Mark Borowiecki, Dante Fabro, Matias Ekholm, Roman Yossi, Alexander Carrier. But when you deal with injuries and the things of, that, that's kind of happened, that's what we're saying right now. Are they deep enough? Because odds right. are you're not going to have everybody available. It just doesn't nope. happen that way. Hockey is a grueling 82-game season. You're not going to have your full arsenal. Yeah. So that's a good that's a good point that Robbie Stanley brought up there. Maybe yeah. they do dip their toes in the trade market and try to get a quality, you know, defenseman. Yeah. I mean, we'll if it gets if it gets down to the point where they have to call up Ben Harper for a playoff game, oh, we're dead. You're you're in bad you're in bad shape. I hate to say that, but like, 
Um, so last night they went, I think it was Myers and Borvieski and then Ekholm and Benning. And like, you could tell they really missed, they missed Carrier a lot, but if you don't have anybody that can plug that hole, if somebody's hurt, then you're, you're, you're hurting. And then it was definitely evident last night. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Another thing that I kind of pointed out in my article on Predlines about this exact subject was I do have a major concern with this team's goal scoring when it comes to depth. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have enough uh, trusted goal scorers. And we kind of touched on it, I think, in the last episode as well. But um, I listed five reliable goal scorers on this team. When I say reliable, yeah. I mean like I can count on them to, to come up and score big goals. Phil Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, Roman Yossi, Yakov Trenin, and Tanner Janot. Yep. Am I missing anybody on that list, Rich? I know um, some people Some people might want to throw in Mikael Granlin, but Mikael yeah, Granlin's been a distributor. He's not a big goal scorer either. Ryan Johansson has not scored big goals this year. Colt mm-hmm. Sissons, that's not his game. He is not a goal scorer. Don't you dare call Michael McCarron a goal scorer. I mean, like, <laughs> Ellie Tolvanen has been snake-bitten all season. Maybe yeah. he can maybe he can become the sixth player who can be a reliable goal scorer, but we need him to figure it out. Philip Tomasino, maybe you can make an argument that he can be that number six goal scorer. Hopefully. I'm just going off current players on this team without adding anything at the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, I really only got five. Yeah. Reliable, and, even, trusted. and even some of those five you mentioned, like Yakov Trenin and sometimes um, – Sometimes even Tanner Janot, they they go for droughts where they don't have any. Um, like, they don't have that, like, you can definitely count on them. I need you to score a goal right now. They they have done that, but it's but it's not like. And you look at some of the elite teams in the NHL, like the Florida Panthers, yeah. the Tampa Bay yeah. Lightning, the Colorado Avalanche, teams yeah. like that. Even the Calgary Flames, teams like that. They've got like eight, nine, ten guys. They got – players on their fourth line that can just like score really crucial goals. And that's where I think the predators are thin. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. That takes us to our next burning question. Yes. Will the Nashville predators decide to go all in at the trade deadline? Will it be too much (laughs) for David Poyle to resist? And I wrote just a couple weeks ago, that I thought the Nashville Predators at that time should be cautious buyers to the trade deadline. And what I meant by that terminology was, if you're going to buy, don't go for the rental players. Go for the players that might just need to change the scenery. You mm-hmm. can hopefully, maybe they're going to be an RFA this next offseason so that you'll have a little bit more leverage to re-sign them. But don't go for those big money rental players that are going to, rob your prospect pool or lose you a bunch of draft picks. And there's no guarantee that that player is going to want to stick around past this season. And I still kind of feel that way, honestly, but I just don't know if David Poyle is going to be able to resist. Well, yeah. I mean, if we, if you ask this question after these next five games, then we'd have a better picture, obviously. But as of right now, I, I don't know. I would hate for them to mortgage the future, like you said, to try to get just to just to lose in the first round anyway. Just to lose, or if something happens and they don't even make the playoffs, 
then could you imagine, man? If they I lost mean, a really good pro- let's say they traded away a, a let's say they traded away a coveted prospect like an Afanasiev or a uh <sighs> I mean a Jeremy Davies or just just throw out any prospect you care about. Yeah. And and, and you then bring they, in some you bring in some rental player that has a lot of he has a lot of star power and it's like and he, and the Predators get a lot of national headlines like, oh, the Predators just went all in. We see it all the time, that terminology. They went all oh, in. You know, mm-hmm. and let's say the Predators go out and sign some massive trade deadline target. They get a lot of headlines. Everyone's talking about it, like, oh, the Predators, they're serious. They're putting all their chips on the table. And then the Predators lose or they fall short of the playoffs. That would be a disaster for David Poyle. It would be it would be horrible. So last night on the um during the game, one of the intermissions, the TNT crew, it's like Rick Tockett, um, Anson Carter, Wayne Gretzky, they were all on there. And they they went around and asked them, like, what do you think the Predators are going to do at the trade deadline? Every one of them said probably be sellers because of the trajectory they're on right now. Wayne Gretzky said, I think David Poyle is smarter than me and he's going to figure it out. <laughs> so, well, I like that. Pretty- Pretty diplomatic answer. I don't think they're going to be sellers either, though. I think they'll just. I think they'll just not. I just don't think they're going to be active participants. You're you're also talking about Philip Forsberg. (laughs) Well, well, that, but like the the TNT crew guys, they're all like. But if you're talking about the Preds being sellers, it really the one player you're like the elephant in the room is Philip Forsberg. Do they sell him off? Or no? Maybe maybe they weren't talking about him being sellers. They were talking about. Forsberg being signed, that's what it was. Okay. And Wayne Gretzky was like, yeah, they're going to figure it out. Or Paul will figure it out. Something like that. I don't remember it's late. So it was late last night. So So that really takes us to our next question, which is, of course, what is going to happen with Philip Forsberg? Of course, (laughs) it's called the multi-million dollar question, which is both figurative and literally speaking. Um, And and we just – the. Each day goes by as we get closer to the trade let deadline, and you just you just don't know what's going to happen with this. And uh, did you see the comments that uh, Forsberg uh, said to Brooks Bratton? I read them. The other day. Them? Yeah, I got the quote right here. <clears throat> Philip Forsberg, in regards to wanting to maybe sign a new contract or whatever, this is from Brooks Bratton, uh, who covers the team for the team's website. Philip Forsberg said, quote, I love to sign another contract, but it's not all in my hands. It's a team effort that we're trying to work towards. At the end of the day, the only thing I can focus on right now is just playing good hockey and try to win games. Now, that all sounds great on paper, but that tells me that Forsberg, <laughs> no more than any any of us, knows what he's going to do. Yeah. That that quote did not give me any more confidence that he's going to resign here. Nope. I think the sides are very far apart. Yep. Here's Lindsay. She's shooting, taking her shot. Phil will resign with the Preds. Well, I, I Lindsay, so, I want to say that I'm right there with you, but I feel like the Preds are going to have to drastically overpay to keep him. Yeah. I think For, Forsberg's camp and his agent they are putting the Preds to the fire. Like, I don't think that they're giving the Preds the hometown discount. They're not going to do it. The Mm-mm. Preds are going to have to put their literally put their money where their mouth is and probably pay him. They're going to have to be the highest bidder. 
I don't think Forsberg is going to take anything less because you see teams like the Toronto Maple Leafs that are being tied to rumors to be a good fit for him. You can't tell me that Forsberg wow. would not be very, very enticed to, to sign with a big market team like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're playing with, <laughs> so you look at, you look at the roster. Um, we've got one basically elite player, Roman Yossi. Toronto has several or a couple of good players. I mean, you can't say that that wouldn't be enticing to get to go play with Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, those dudes. I mean, he's only Toronto. You can, you can, you can say what you want about them and how they can't get out of the playoffs, but like they're, they're still a really dangerous. They're they're like, they're kind of like the New York Yankees of hockey. Like they've got that aura about them. They've got their, and you just, as yep. much as I, I, I truly think that Forsberg loves Nashville and he wants to stay with this franchise, mm-hmm. but you can't tell me that he's not going to be very, very tempted to take the highest bidder. And if the highest bidder ends up being the Toronto Maple Leafs and not the Nashville Predators, you can't tell me that Forsberg is going to look at those two offers and think, I'm going to take less money because I love Nashville so much and not go play for the big market Toronto Maple Leafs or the big market. I mean, you could throw the, any team in there, any big market team that, that yep. goes after him. Yep. You can't tell me that he's not going to – you know what I mean? No. Yeah. To, so we don't to know. Get, to get him a little closer to his goal, Missy says, I hope Forsberg stays. Yes, I'll, definitely. Lindsay said, I could see them having to overpay him. Yes, that's probably – Gonna happen as well. Mike Twitter says Toronto doesn't win. No, they don't, but they might with Forsberg. And then Lindsay, who's obviously does not like Toronto, I'm sure. Don't go to Toronto. You don't want to go there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Lindsay. Let's hope he heard that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying Toronto is like the front. No, runner. I know. I'm just, just saying, like, yeah, it's just he's gonna get a lot of suitors. Like he's gonna have like yeah. a lot of teams really interested in him. And if 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 his priority is taking the biggest payday and if it's a big market like a team like Toronto, it's going to be hard for him to say no. Do you – okay, so do you – real quick, do you <clears throat> do you pay him more than Roman Yossi if you have to? I've already said that my ceiling has got to be at like around $9 million. Nah. So Yossi that, makes $9 million. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give you my ultimatum right now. If he wants more than $9 million, then trade him. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. I don't see how you can pay him more than Roman Yossi. Because I'm sure then, he wants something comparable. I'm sure he wants something comparable. But here's the deal. Here's the deal, though. If 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 you offer if you offer him nine million and he doesn't take it, then at least you can come out and say, "Look, we tried to keep him. We did yeah. everything we could, and he just wanted too much." Then at least you look like you tried to keep him. Yeah. My problem is, is if the Preds end up losing him because they lowballed him with an offer, or mm-hmm. they just let him go in free agency for nothing. That's my problem. That's yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go to the next question here. Let's move we'll move along with these questions. These burning questions, five burning questions surrounding the Preds as we enter March. Question number four: Will any Preds player or coach snag an NHL award? Rich is like, nah, 
Didn't even have to think twice about it, Rich over there. I, I don't nodding his I head or shaking his head, I should say. Oh yeah, I forgot we're on a podcast. I keep forgetting that people download it, and I sit over here and shake my head, and it's like you people can't. Well, that's all right. I think they um, can probably. I, the way you were nodding, shaking your head like that, I think they could hear yeah. it through the speakers. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, man, no, I, I, unfortunately, no, I don't think so. So um, at one point, at one we point, had yes. a really, we had a really big segment talking about this, like mm-hmm. maybe two months ago, somewhere around there. And we brought up Roman Yossi for the Norris, UC Soros for the Vesna, Tanner Janot for the Calder, and even John Hines for the Jack Adams, coach of, yep. the, coach of the year. And out of those four, Rich, which one would you give the best chance at this point right now of maybe? Right, like, to right now? Yeah, I would well, say Roman Yossi. I would, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Probably him, but it still if, seems like a because UC Soros has fallen back in their best yeah. trope. He's not even in the top. He's not even in the top three right now, no. unfortunately. And I would have uh, said Tanner Janot is still Tanner Janot is still up there. I still think that Tanner Janot gets overlooked, and he deserves way more. Yeah. But I think Morris Cider for the uh, Red Wings is going to win the win the yeah. Calder because yeah. you're he is having a crazy good year mm-hmm. as a def- rookie defenseman. Absolutely for the Detroit Red Wings. So I think he's going to win the win the uh, Calder, uh, the defenseman for the Red Wings, Moritz Sider. I think that uh, most likely Cal McCarr is going to win the Norris. Seems pretty likely there. Yep. Lindsay says if anybody has a chance, it's Jano. I I kind of agree with her there too. I still think Roman Yossi has an outside chance of yeah maybe pulling out the Norris. And then when it comes to John Hines and the Jack Adams, he was like fifth or sixth place in the voting in a NHL.com writing. Uh, but that was like a month ago when the that Preds was when were, were that was well. before that was before the all-star break. And I was like, I would have thought him higher than fifth or sixth, but yeah, he was like fifth. Like you had like like Mike Sullivan of the Pittsburgh Penguins had the most votes by these NHL.com writers. But uh imagine that. <laughs> I do think that John Hines could win the Jack Adams if somehow the Preds make it into the playoffs. And let's say they win a – I don't know if they vote for the Jack Adams based on the regular season or not. I think they do. I think so. So I think if the Preds made the playoffs somehow, then he would get a lot of votes just because even though we are pretty upset about how they're playing right now, the preseason predictions were not very high for this team. We're kind yeah. of forgetting that. We're forgetting we, that we, we have definitely forgotten that. Yeah. So I do think if people remember what the preseason expectations were for this team, and let's say the Preds do make the playoffs, I do think John Hines would get a lot of votes. I don't think he'll actually win the award, but he'll, yeah. he'll get a lot of votes. Yep. So where they're playing kind of where, what they're doing right now is kind of what we expected. Yeah. All along. Unfortunately. And then, and then, and then but we they started with our hearts. They tore, absolutely, and then and we've forgotten that we've forgotten what we'd said at the beginning. If they if they start playing well, it's just icing on the cake, and we we forgot that. So they're uh-huh. playing about where we thought. All right, final burning question here: Will they ever figure out how to cut back on the penalties? Well, they did <laughs> figure it out for one game, and they still lost. Rich, they did. They figured but, it out uh, and played 
I don't like to use the word soft because it's not soft, but they did not play like they normally do. They were they so weren't they, figured it, they did figure it out for one game, but it didn't benefit them at all. But I'm no. I'm looking over the overall trajectory of the season. I don't think that is a normal game that were the pre. I mean, I just don't think that's no. normal. That was a weird game all the way around when you look at those stats. But uh, yeah. heading into March, the Predators lead the NHL in total penalty minutes by almost a hundred <laughs> over the rest of the league. And they average almost 13 minutes of penalty minutes per game, which is also way ahead of the next team. You want to know who's next in line in both of those categories? It's not a team you want to be associated with, Rich. Who is it? It's the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, (laughs) wow. Yeah, we don't want to be associated with the Arizona Coyotes, but that's what we are in the penalty department. I'd rather not be. That's (laughs) for sure. So... We've already kind of touched on this, but it's still a burning question that I listed out of our five here is my thing is if the Predators are going to somehow figure out a way to not only make the playoffs, but maybe just maybe get out of the first round for the first time in five years, the only way they're going to do that is if they figure out a way to manage their penalties because mm-hmm. they're it's not going to work out well for them if they have to play a team like the Colorado Avalanche or – the Vegas Golden Knights, the Calgary Flames, or any of these teams. And it doesn't even count for the playoffs. It actually counts for the teams they're going to be going up against to make the playoffs. And I Mm -hmm. kind of listed teams like that off. And I I brought up teams like the Minnesota Wild, like, like the Dallas Stars. Like, these types of teams are really good on the power play. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to... You got to figure yeah. out a way to cut back on them. Got to figure it out. But you also and of have course, to... and we saw it in the stadium series game. Mm-hmm. That was the Preds were up one nothing, and then they completely fell apart because of penalties and gave two quick power play goals up to Tampa Bay. They could have won that game. Yep. So they could have. They <clears throat> they played they played Tampa Bay really well. Um, but yeah, those penalties just. just but couldn't. to answer this burning question, I do not think they will figure out a way to cut back on the penalties. They they, this, they they are who they are. At this, absolutely. At this point in the season, I just don't see it happening. <clears throat> but I don't know. What are you going to do? Those what are our five burning questions. Let us know what you think about those questions. Let us know what your answers are to those questions. If you want to chime in on YouTube right now, or if you want to tweet the show at Catfish Ice. Lindsay was asking who's in the Vesna talk right now. <clears throat> well, I looked uh, up the leaders, Igor Shesterkin. Shesterkin's going to win it. I'll be shocked Freddie, if he doesn't win it. Freddie Anderson's top up there. Jeremy Swayman. Um. Um, I would say Shesterkin, Vasilevsky is going to be up there again. Well, he's at Vasilevsky. Like, if you look at stats right now, he's actually ninth. Really? Yeah. And Saros is in 14th. Well, if you go against goals against average, that's how it's sorted. But, um, yeah. So. All right. The Vezina Trophy is going to be a close race, though. But I think it's Igor Shesterkin's to lose. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right, so this is episode 110 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Howe on the Hockey Podcast Network, brought to you by DraftKings. And guess what? DraftKings has an awesome offer for you right now. Hoops fans, 
The latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. And what I'm talking about right now is the Between the Legs 360 windmill good. You know, like you used to do back in high school, Rich. Absolutely. I used to yeah. dunk on fools. Yeah, I know you did. I've seen the videos, man. You used to, like, posterize people. That's a lie. I heard you still do it right now at the local playground. Yeah. You're just cool. out there dunking on kids, like when kids they, that are they, way shorter than you. When they lower that goal down to about eight foot, <laughs> I could probably dunk just it. Just be careful not to pull a hammy, all right, man? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we all don't right. want to do that. But guess what? New customers, awesome offer for new customers. Just bet $1 right now. That's all you got to put up on the line is $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if that NBA team wins. I don't have a favorite NBA team, but I will tell you that I do always cheer for the hometown Tennessee teams, and I do really like the Memphis Grizzlies. And for any of our NBA fans who are listening or watching right now, you're hockey fans, but you also like a little NBA, Ja Morant, this kid for the Memphis Grizzlies, and Rich, mm. I know you're not a big NBA guy. Go look up this guy, Ja Morant, for the Memphis Grizzlies. He is – he. He put he did this dunk tonight against he's playing a game tonight actually uh, I can't remember the team they're playing uh, I'm showing you my NBA knowledge right now I can't even remember who they're playing but uh, he did this one handed dunk and this guy's like he's by NBA standards John ja Morant is short mm. but he jumps through the ceiling like he looks like he's he looks like one of those guys that's jumping on one of those trampolines. Only he's oh, yeah, doing those. this. Only John Morant's doing this in real life, like with his body and his physical awesome. and his physical gifted talent. But uh, yeah, John Morant's like a fun player to watch. But what we're what I'm trying to tell you is the NBA. You need to check it out right now because there's a lot of great players in this league, and DraftKings has a great offer for you using our promo code THPN. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code. THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official yep. sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and up, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're in Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line. 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat. If you're in New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y. Or text H O P E N Y four six seven three six nine. We have a good goal. Good job. The first time I read that script, I botched it so bad. I've gotten a little bit better. It's tough. What we're it's trying tough. to tell you is go download our sports sports book yep. promo code for the DraftKings, and you can have a lot of fun. Missy yep. Crock says, "Haven't been watching basketball in years, but when I did." The Spurs, Spurs was the team I followed. They had a good team. Tim Duncan Spurs. back in the day. It was Tim oh, yeah. Duncan. Uh, you had uh, David Robinson, the Admiral. Yep. 
Steve Kerr played for him. You had uh, who? Who else was it? Tony Parker? Tony Parker. Yeah, the Spurs was awesome. were good. They were good. Yeah, the NBA. Good. I, the NBA was my favorite sport as a kid, actually, and I played oh, basketball yeah. all through high oh, school. Yeah, I loved it. But then, uh, yeah, I just wasn't tall enough. Yeah. I'm gonna blame the Grizzlies. That. The Grizzlies used to play in the Bass Pro Shop down there. Well, right. the Grizzlies are a good team this year. Everyone needs to be following the Grizzlies. If you need an NBA team to adopt and you're already cheering for the Predators, which is also a Tennessee team, obviously, go ahead and adopt the Memphis Grizzlies. They are a fun team to watch, and they're really good this year. They're like yep. one of the top teams in the league right now. Like They're really good. So, What we're trying to tell you is the DraftKings Sportsbook app has awesome deals for you right now with the NBA. And yep. you can also do daily fantasy if mm-hmm. the sportsbook is not available in your state yet. Not for me. Counting down the let's, days. All right, let's get to our battle for the central power rankings, Rich. Oh, boy. Mm. All right. Get us started, Rich. Who's number, number eight? Number eight. Arizona. Next. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> Next. Number seven, Chicago. Next. We got to <laughs> learn how to make this more suspenseful. Say eight and seven. I think it's it's just that, is what that it ship is. has sailed. It's not going to be anything great. I think that ship sailed in like the second week of the season. There's like 30 games left in the season. I just don't think it's going to happen. So, well, really, eight, seven, and six have both that ship has sailed because I don't think we can mm-hmm. make any arguments to put Winnipeg higher than six. No, no. they they are on a two game win streak. Who they beat? Arizona and Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> really. Breaking mm-hmm. news again. Mm-hmm. Bad. The Preds could really stand to get to play the Montreal Canadiens and the Arizona Coyotes right now to get off their losing streak. But then again, maybe well, not because they can't even beat the Kraken. So That's what I would have said about Seattle. I, I never dream in a million years that they'd lose that game is what I'm saying. All right. That's well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you all right now, gloves are off. The Preds are number five in my power rankings. Mine too. Well, so I wrote. Um, here's the note that I wrote: embarrassing loss to Seattle. This team is in some serious trouble. When they play to their identity, they take too many penalties. When they don't play to their identity, they lose to horrible teams. Oh, that's that's a grim outlook you just painted there, Rich. It's true, man. I, I'm telling you, tomorrow I'll feel better. The truth Today, hurts. I'm the truth hurts. Hey, the truth I'm hurts sometimes. It. All right. Ugh. The truth hurts sometimes. It does hurt. It does, yeah. But I'm right there with you. You're speaking to my, you're preaching to my choir right now because yep. they just. It, I, let me ask you this, Rich. If let's say the Preds <clears throat> beat the Kraken last night, would you mm-hmm. put them at number four, or would you still have them at number five? Who? Um, hypothetical <clears throat> here. So that would put them. <clears throat> that would put them winning what? Three of two of the last four. Three of the last four. four. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's so close. It's so close. But they still because, lost four in a row before that, too. So it's like they did. Does a Seattle number, does a win over Seattle really shift you from being number five or number four? I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, I know. I agree. I agree. I mean, four, five, and six. Well, not six anymore. Four and five are, are the hardest ones, and it's like they're so close. So you you, you don't know. I don't know. Well, lucky for us, Maybe. Rich, they made it. E- they we're lucky for us, they made it e- easy on us to put them at number five because they lost. They did. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. 
they might be one point ahead of Dallas in the standings, but they're number five right now in both yeah. of our books. Yep. All right, so I'm going to actually shock some people again. I don't think you are. I am. All right. I'm putting. I'm actually putting Minnesota at number four, and I put Dallas what? at number three. So did I. Whoa. And and we didn't talk about this before. So here's, here's why. So Minnesota, until tonight, they beat Philadelphia, and they almost they actually almost lost the game. Were lost four games in a row. Four games in a row. And they were only up on the Predators by one point for the third spot. So that's that's bad. Um if well, I mean they 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 got they're up by three now, so um yeah, not good for those guys. I'm telling you right now, Rich, Dallas has awoken. They have. So what I wrote for they Dallas were, was they were um, they were in a slumber for a big part of the season. They are still a little bit mm-hmm. untrustworthy. Like they'll that they're definitely capable of 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 giving you those really bad games. But Dallas lately, mm-hmm. they've been figuring out to win games. Even when they don't play their best, they're figuring out ways to win. Yep. They just beat the Kings last yep. night. They did. And in that game, they were down three to one mm-hmm. in the second period. And they came back. Yep. They stormed back to win that game four to three. Yep. Here's our friend UC Sorrows. Ottinger, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ottinger's. Yeah. They found themselves a good goaltender. Ottinger's real deal, that's for sure. Um, I wrote Dallas is mounting a comeback and are sitting in a wild card spot at the moment. Still inconsistent, but they're getting the job done yep. for now. They're finally yeah, the, ga- the game before done. that. The game before that, they took care of business against a really bad Sabres team. So they're yep. not losing to really bad teams lately. They're they're figuring out ways to win those games. So yep. they've won their last two games since they lost in the shootout to this to the Preds in that big yep. game, Pecorine night. But the game before that, before the Pecorine night, the Pred the Stars beat the Jets three to two. Mm-hmm. So the Stars are just like they're they're handling business right now. Like they more are. times than often, they are taking care of business. Yep. But they also lost the Arizona Coyotes not that long ago. So they're still a hard team to figure out. But I do think that they are a team that if they get into the playoffs, no one's going to want to play them in the first round. No. It, they could definitely do um, what, they, like they, what they did to they the Preds. I don't know what they're going to do with the trade deadline, but something tells me that they're not going to be sellers like people thought they were going to be at first. Yeah, I read an article today. I don't remember where it was. They had all 32 teams, like what they were going to do. And they had they had Dallas listed as sellers. I was a little surprised. Yeah, I don't that. know, man. I don't see how that's yeah. going to happen right now. I would say stand with, pat. With, their, with, their, with where they're at in the standings, I don't see how they're going to do that. We've seen rumors yeah. about John Klingberg being offered. We've seen rumors about Joe Pavelski being offered. They've got some other players maybe, but – How do you – Think uh, about their veterans on their team. Joe Pavelski, John Klingberg, Tyler Sagan. I know Alexander Radulov's not having a great year by his standards, but still, they got Jamie him. Ben. Jamie Benn, Rupe Hintz, Miro Haskinen. They've got Jake Ottinger and Nett. They've got the roster. Yeah. 
Why do I want to like them? Why do I want to like them? And they're just understand. they're just two years removed from losing in six games in the Stanley Cup to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the bubble. Yep. In the COVID bubble. So I, like I don't Dallas know. And their team hasn't their team hasn't changed that much since that um since that Stanley Cup. Except for Pavelski. And or was Pavelski on that Stanley Cup team? Mm-hmm. In the yeah, bubble, they, Pavelski mm-hmm. was already on the team? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But Ottinger was not net. They had Hudobin. Hudobin, yeah, the whole yeah. – the whole. Yeah. All right. So they rode, they rode him pretty hard. Oh, yeah, they're and uh, Mike Twitter said Jason Robertson. Yeah, Jason Robertson's awesome. Yeah, how to leave him out. Yeah, of yeah. course. When they get rid of Jamie Benn, if Jamie Benn retires, I might start liking Dallas a little bit more. All right. That's fair. All right, so we have da- we have Minnesota at number four. We have Dallas at number three. That doesn't leave a lot of suspense for the rest of the rankings. St. Nope. Louis is number two, and Colorado, who is 14 points ahead of St. Louis for second place, they can yep. pretty much just put it in cruise control mm-hmm. oh, they the rest could. of the way. I mean, yeah. I'm being dead serious. They really could. Yeah. So, I mean, for St. Louis – St. Louis, the little note I wrote was win streak was snapped, but they're still in good shape in the standings. For Colorado, I went, I wrote, um, when I wrote this today, they had the second longest winning streak in the NHL. Tampa's got the first, but they lost tonight. Really don't see who can stop Colorado. If they don't make it to the Stanley Cup final, their season means absolutely nothing. That's my opinion. That's a good point. That's a good point. It means they, they are they are the literal definition of Stanley Cup or bust. You the can't Colorado absolutely. Avalanche are. You go you go second round and you lose. You're you're no. You're, if you're, they lose in the Western Conference Final, yeah. Well, that's true. They're going to yeah, be pissed. You're, yeah, your your season was for nothing. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say for nothing, but there, it's well, definitely going to be. It's going to be a major disappointment. Disappointment. Hugely disappointing. Major I guess, disappointment. Would be something. So. Yeah, for sure. All right, those those the power rankings are getting a little bit easier now as the season goes. Do you remember, Rich, when we well, first started doing them? We were doing these power rankings back in like right. November. Mm-hmm. We were like, we were like, shake up a ball and see where they all fall out of the ball and see where they all land on the table, yeah. basically. But uh, they've gotten a little so, bit easier to rank. They are so one and two is really easy. Seven and eight's always the same. It's that three four. Five and six are usually well, well, not even six now. Six is kind of it's usually Winnipeg, and, and and the Preds are are securely in that fifth spot. If you ask me, I know they're a the, point ahead. I know they're a point ahead yeah. technically of the Stars, but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel that way. It does not feel that way right now. Well, we have we have had the Preds at fifth. We've had them at, from fifth, fourth, third, second, and I think at one point we had them at first. I don't remember exactly. Well, I think we put. I think I'm pretty sure we One put time. the Preds at first when they beat the Avalanche on that night. That's probably right. That feels like right. an eternity ago. Whole different team. <laughs> it's some something's. We could wrong. be wrong. I, honestly, I can't remember if we did. If we got any sure fact check, if once. anyone has the time on their hands, <laughs> go back and listen to every episode. You can come oh. back and let us know. <laughs> episode 96. I had Nashville number one. <clears throat> they were on a five-game win, win streak, beat the best team in the Central to become the best team. So that was when they beat Colorado. Oh wow! Look at so you. I had them at first. Yeah, I got them. I got it saved. So I have all the there episodes. you go. All the I have all the power rankings. I think. Every so we don't else. need we don't need the fact checkers in here. We're fact checking ourselves. Well, I have mine. 
don't <laughs> we don't have mine. Mine are burned forever, so no one can remember. I don't have yours. Yeah, I have proof of mine right here. So, All right. anywho. <clears throat> All right, let's get into our next segment here. This is episode 110 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Howe. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you always being here with us always. on this podcast. We love you and we appreciate you. And uh, we're working through a rough episode with the Preds right now, but it's okay because all hope is not lost. But now we're going to shift to a more broader outlook of the league oh, and yeah. do our three teams that no one is talking about, but people should be talking about. Mm-hmm. So let me rephrase that because I want some of our listeners right now who are watching live. Give me three teams that no one is talking about, but they should be talking about. Yep. Give us those comments. And I'm going to get it started right now, Rich, with my first team. Well, you have all three. You you came up with this list, and I agreed because it's great. My first team is the L.A. Kings. Absolutely. A team that people have talked about in the sense of, yeah, they're getting better. They have a good prospect pool. They have some good young pieces. If you're Preds fans, people kind of focus on them because they got Victor Arvidsson. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, for a, talking about a team that was once in the early, like late two, like when did they win their Stanley Cups? Like 2000, I want to say like 2012. Somewhere in that range, they yeah. were a good team. They had a good team. They were kind of starting to try to be a dynasty there for a little bit. But they've yeah. gone through some hard times in recent years. But they're starting mm-hmm. to build their team back up again. And they are only – we talked about the Pacific Division earlier in this episode and how close it is right now. Well, yeah. the LA Kings are in second place in the Pacific Division, and they're only five points behind Calgary for having the second most points in – the entire Western Conference. Yep. Mike Twitter, they have Arby. Yep. So Calgary and the St. Louis Blues, Calgary Flames and St. Louis Blues had the second most, tied for second most points in the Western Conference behind the Mm -hmm. Avalanche. The LA Kings have 65 points. So they are actually, they have the fourth most points in the Western Conference right now but they're only five points behind Calgary for first place in the Pacific Division. And for some reason, despite being in the L.A. market, they are not really talked about that much. I don't know if I'm wrong on that, Rich. Have you heard a lot of buzz around the L.A. Kings right now? No, not really. Um, to go back to what you said, they actually won the Stanley Cup in 2011-2012 season and then 2013-14. I knew so it was around that time frame. It's been a while. And that's probably the reason why they have not been good for the past several years is because they had to go all in to get those two. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they don't, you, you don't hear much about well, them. Well, you all. look at their team. I mean, their team is very like blue collar. Like they don't mm-hmm. have a lot of superstars. They have Ansan Kopitar, who is a great veteran who's been around this league for a long time. He's leading. But other points. than that, other than that, they are a very young and kind of unknown team. They got yep. Adrian Kempe, who is only 25 years old, leads the team in goals with 25. They got Denault, Philip Denault, who is 29 years old, but 
really has not put together a very a, a, a career that a lot of people think about. Mm-hmm. You got Kopitar, you got Victor Arvidsson, you've got Alex Afalo is a decent player, twenty eight years old. But you go behind them, you got Drew Doughty, who Drew is Doughty. you know Drew Doughty's the veteran defenseman who's been around a long time. So yeah, he's a well known player. But this team is very very blue collar. Not mm-hmm. a lot of superstars. That's true. And yet, and yet they're only five points out of first place, and they're only five points from having the second most points in the entire conference. So I feel like they should be talked about more. I do, and I think they went through a little spell where they were struggling, but, I mean, they've made a comeback, that's for sure. So, Victor Arvidsson, man, third third in points on the team. That's pretty good. He's got 15, goals, that, he's got 15 goals this season. I'm glad – He's having a good season. Arvidsson in 50 games last season for the Preds only scored 10 goals. In yep. two fewer games this season, he's got 15 goals. Yep. I'm he's glad. got 10. I don't hate, he's I don't got hate 10, Los Angeles. And he's got 10 more points than, than this season in two fewer games than he did in his last season with the Preds where he only had 25 points. So, yeah. 10 fewer points. Yep. He also, Victor Arvidsson also only scored 15 goals for the Preds in 2019-20 in 57 games played. In 48 Mm -hmm. games this year, he's got already got 15 goals. So he has outperformed his last two seasons with the Preds already. And he's still got a long, a lot of season left this year. Mm -hmm. So he is having a great first year with the LA Kings. I'm glad for him, and I don't hate L.A., so. My next team that nobody's talking about, and it's a team that I don't want anybody to talk about because I really do not like them, (laughs) but I have to be objective here because that's what you do when you do a podcast. you got to be objective, and that is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Rich, how is no one talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins? This team will not go away. They've still got Sidney Crosby. Jake They've Denzel, got Tristan Jari, who Tang, is <laughs> Tristan Jari is one of those player goaltenders that is a sneaky good. He could maybe mm-hmm. finish in the Vesna top three, possibly. Like he's having a decent year. Yep. So he nobody nobody is talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins, and yet they beat the Tampa Lightning tonight. Did they not? They were winning that oh, game. Oh boy, did they! Night. Oh boy, did they! The last time I checked the score, they were winning. One. It's like it was like five to one. Uh, Wes McCauley, yeah, Wes McCauley threw John Cooper out of the game. He so the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Pittsburgh Penguins just made a massive statement tonight by they beating did. the Tampa Bay Lightning five to one. And suddenly the Pittsburgh Penguins are their second place in the Metropolitan Division. They're only three points behind the Carolina Hurricanes. The untouchable, highly touted Carolina Hurricanes, they are only three points behind them. And yet, somehow, I Mm. am not hearing a lot of buzz around the Pittsburgh Penguins. No, not really. Um, Mike Sullivan is, I do think he's a great coach. He's one of the best coaches in the league, as much as I don't like the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep. Um. Braden Point and Chris Letang dropped the gloves tonight and fought. I saw that. What a what a random 
fight match right? up there. Like that's Very strange. not what you see every day. And then the 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 thing I was saying about uh, John Cooper was arguing a call, and he was livid about a call, and he said something that Wes McCauley did not like, and John Cooper got tossed out of the game. And then they went on to lose five to one. Um, looking at the points, so Sidney Crosby has only played in 43 games. Like he's missed six, like a lot of games. He's still got 50 points and is second in points on the team. I'm seeing 52 points here. Oh, it might not be updated. Yeah, so, updated. Yeah. yeah. So he's got 52 points. He's <clears throat> second on the team in points behind Jake Kinsel, who we all know Jake Kinsel is a great player. Chris Latang has been around for a while. But you're talking about another uh, – so here's the thing about the Penguins. They, they've they gone through a lot of changes. Like they – everyone thought that the Penguins were about to uh, kind of take a dip. Like they weren't mm-hmm. going to be – they like their glory days were over. They were going to kind of have to go through a rebuild period. But suddenly they're still like near the top of the league again. Yeah. Like they just won't yeah. go away. You can't count them out. You got to give a lot of credit to that front office that has managed to uh, keep a really strong roster of players. They've put new players into the system who are having great years. I mean, I'm looking at their uh, looking at their goal leaders this year. I mean, you're looking at like Evan Rodriguez has 16 goals. Brian yeah. Rust. <clears throat> Brian yeah. Rust is a 29 year old player who only has 118 goals in his career, but he has 18 goals already this season. Yep. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at a lot of players who aren't well known players in everyday hockey households. Yeah, uh, Vanny Malkin is still on the team, but he's only got nine goals this season. He's not a yeah, critical but, part of the team anymore. But did you see? So he's only played in 19 games, but he has 21 points. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty strong. I don't really care for I really like team. Jason Zucker. He's a really underrated player that's on their team. He's he's yep. he's kind of a little bit of a journeyman or whatever. He's been around for a little bit. Uh but yeah, it's just they Ryan just won't Boyle. go away. So I I can't <clears throat> believe people aren't talking about them more. I think they are yeah. about to start talking about them more though. <clears throat> Brian Boyle, former predator. Yeah, he he's, was he's on yeah. the team. He was a <clears throat> he was a like a came in for a tryout didn't have a contract and they gave him a contract. So mm-hmm. good on him. All right. Here's my last team right here. Team that no one's talking about, but they should be. And it's a team that's somebody. in first place right now. I know somebody who talks about him a lot. <laughs> For some One reason, the friends. Calgary flame, I mean, the Calgary flames, they are getting a little bit. Of, I'm not saying they're not getting, getting any buzz. The hockey purists are still talking about them, but mm-hmm. I don't think, I still don't think they're getting enough credit right now for how good they are and how mm-hmm. I actually think that the Calgary flames could give the Colorado avalanche a scare in a seven game series. Uh, I do think, I think they actually have the team that they could match up well with the Colorado mm-hmm. avalanche. I agree with that. They have the goaltending. I like their goaltender Markstrom a lot. Mm-hmm. I love the addition of uh Toffoli. They've got balanced, deep scoring. They play a very hard-hitting style of physical hockey. I'm telling you right now, the Calgary Flames could be the one team that upsets the Colorado Avalanche and makes it to the not only the Stanley Cup final, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. maybe even in the 
Canada team drought of not winning a cup in yeah, a while. Absolutely. They're that good. And for some reason, I don't think people are talking about them enough right now. Yeah. Maggio Pane, yeah. Maggio Pane has 29 goals. I'm telling you, they are legit. Yep. Lindsay said, I'm getting 2004 vibes. Yep, they are. But no one's talking about them like they should be, I don't feel like. I don't feel like I'm hearing enough about the Calgary Flames. Am I wrong in that? Am I just not hearing it? I don't think they're getting talked about enough. I, I hear, I mean, we hear about it. Lindsay's like their huge, the biggest fan of, of the Flames, obviously. So the only, it seems like the only thing I ever hear is is from Lindsay. Like I don't hear anything more, any other. All, all I hear about in the national media, all I hear about is what's wrong with the Edmonton Oilers? What's wrong with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Oh, the Colorado yeah. Avalanche, they win again. Oh, yeah, the Toronto absolutely. Maple Leafs. Oh, the this. Oh, the that. Oh, the Boston Bruins. Oh, the New York Rangers, because there's these oh, the, big markets. Oh, the insert what? any other uh, original six teams. <laughs> well, it's because there's these big market teams, yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't hear anything about the Calgary Flames like I feel like we should we should be hearing about them. So I, they are my number three team of three teams that no one's talking about, but they should be. So yep. it's the Calgary Flames, the LA Kings, and the Pittsburgh Penguins are my three teams in that category yep. for me right now. If you if you look at the top three players from Calgary and the top three players for Colorado, their points are very similar. So Nazem Kadri has 68 points. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau has 67. Uh, Miko Rantanen has 65. Matthew Chichuk has 61. I mean, it's just they are so close. Yeah. So close. And I think – yeah, those two teams playing would be amazing. That would be yeah, Calgary, yeah. Colorado. That'd be yeah. Lindsay says outside of Calgary, not really getting the credit. Yep. Calgary Calgary is hype though. So well that's yeah. awesome. I love to hear that. I would and then Missy said Calgary has become invisible. Missy's I would, as well. I would not have a problem at all with hitching my wagon to Calgary. And it's not just because of Lindsay. Lindsay helps because I want to see her happy. But yep. even if I didn't know Lindsay, I'm telling you, Calgary is an easy team to root for. They, I like the way they play. Mm-hmm. I really do. I appreciate their style. I like that they're a smaller market team. Everything about them, the, the Canada aspect of it, I would really like to see a, a, a team out of Canada hoist the cup again. I think that would be really awesome for the league. Mm-hmm. And to see a small market team like Calgary do it would be really cool. So, uh yeah, I'm really interested to see how far they can take it this year in the playoffs. I think they really do have the roster to do it, though. Yeah. So, all right, Rich. Yeah. This awesome. has been a fun episode 110, and we're going to end it on a really high note because, again, as we said, it's a really, really scary world right now. A lot of really scary things are happening. We want to stay united, but we also want to, of course, send our prayers and send our hopes and send our thoughts to the Ukrainian people. Anyone who is having a hard time, whether they know someone or not. Mm-hmm. We are all humans in this world. We are all fellow humans. And we're all struggling with what we're seeing in Ukraine right now. And we, we love to have this podcast and kind of use it as an escape to talk about hockey. But yep. in the end, it's really troubling, really scary what's happening in this world right now. But we are here for our listeners we love all of y'all. We're going to end the podcast tonight. We're going to do this from time to time on future episodes. We're going to share some funny things that we came across yep. on <laughs> the interwebs. 
Isn't that what you like to say, Rich? Sometimes the interwebs. The interwebs. Yeah. The interwebs. So we have two really good entries for the first time, the debut of this segment. Funny things we saw on the interwebs. That's what we're going to call this segment. Funny things we saw on the interwebs. And when we and when we do this in the future, like we didn't have time to put the pictures up, we will have pictures that we'll put on so everybody can see them. But not, but not this time. But we will share who we got the original post from, so you can go and look at it. So we're, we're getting these from Twitter. Here's my first one. This is from Mike Renner, who <laughs> is a draft anal- analyst for Pro Football Focus. And yeah. I just randomly came across this on my timeline. I can't tell you how it ended up on my Actually, timeline. It's too. But I it's really it too. hilarious. It's got 36,000 likes on Twitter, 2,784 <laughs> retweets at this point. And it so is, it's kind of gone viral, and it's and it's pretty perfect. funny. It's so it's perfect. got a picture. So it's got a picture of a shopping mall, and we've all mm-hmm. been into a food court at a shopping mall. And there's always the restrooms right perfectly somewhere in that food court because yep. you've got to have a restroom in a food court. Trust me. Yep. And it's got a Taco Bell counter in this food court, <laughs> and then it's got the sign restrooms. Right next to the Taco Bell counter, you've got some people waiting in line to order their Taco Bell. And the post says, name a more iconic duo, dot, dot, I'll wait. I'll wait. And I think the dynamic duo here is the restrooms and Taco Bell. Right next to each other. Taco Bell, don't be mad at us. That's pretty solid. (laughs) I will tell you, I love Taco Bell. I Taco Bell is my guilty pleasure, Rich, when it comes I to fast food. Love Taco Bell. They I, have, there's nothing there that I don't like. Actually. I try to stay away from fast food as much as I can, but, for, ta- awesome. but Taco Bell is like my kryptonite. Mm. Like I can't. And you know what I love about Taco Bell? They'll find a way to make the same menu item, but call it 20 different things. They do. Yeah, I've always joked that they have all of the names on a dartboard, and they just throw darts. Yeah, the taco. Here's the here's the here's the triple cheese taco gordita crunch. Here is the or burrito. Yeah, like but no, no, no. A taco, a triple cheese taco gordita burrito. Yeah, yeah. It's all one item, but but when you pull in the drive-through and you look at the big menu, the big shiny menu with all these lights and pictures. Whatever is the biggest picture, and they showcase it, and they show the cheese oozing out. You're like, it's like, it's like, I gotta have that. You're like, I, I, I can't look. And you've probably had that same item like a million times, but oh yeah, you still can't get away from it. Yep. Missy says my local mall has the bathrooms opposite end of Taco Bell, but yet the bathrooms are beside a Thai place. <laughs> That's probably fitting as well. Um, <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. So Taco Bell. So they used to have like a Mexican pizza. That was like my favorite. Yeah. I remember people getting really upset when they took that off. Well, I heard a rumor that it might be coming back. I saw it on the internet that they might be bringing that back. We can't believe everything you see on the internet, Rich. That's true. But I hope that you're right there. All right. So yeah, that was a good one there. That made me really laugh hard when I needed to laugh today. When I saw that name of my more iconic duo, I'll wait. And it's a food court with a Taco Bell next to the restroom sign. That was perfect. All right. My other one tonight that I came across, 
Again, this one share is. share this share this with us on at Catfish Ice. We'll we'll share them in future episodes. We can do this every episode. We yeah. can end every episode on a positive note. All right. This one's funny. This one is from my buddy. I follow I follow Alan Bell on Twitter. He's a really awesome guy. He's with CBS Sports Line. He uh, does a lot of the gambling stuff for local in Tennessee. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. You need to be following Alan Bell. His uh, Twitter handle is at Alan Bell two four seven. He shares funny stuff all the time, not just gambling stuff. The guy is hilarious. He shares. So everyone knows who knows who. We talked about the NBA earlier. Yeah, you got to be living under a rock if you watch sports and you don't. Even if you don't watch the NBA and you don't know who Steph Curry is, who is like the three point wizard, who just like the dude just the guy never misses, shoots like forty feet from the goal and still swishes it every time. But uh, Alan Bell. So Alan Bell found the world's best trash man. Let me just put it that way. You want to talk about somebody who doesn't miss. Yeah, this guy is standing on the other side of a car. I want to say the no, – uh, At the end of the car. He's throwing the, car. the length of the car and then some. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a trash compactor, like trash truck. Who I wouldn't say that trash compactor is at least 20 feet away from him. Maybe. 20 maybe. to 30 feet. Probably 30, I would say. But the impressive part about what he's doing is he's not even looking. He's like, this is like a no-look, like one-arm heave yep. into this trash compactor. And he's, it's like, I mean, it's perfect. He's just throwing it yep. right in. Could and you so, uh, so Alan Bell's tweet was the Steph Curry of trash work. I got to agree. And, and this tweet, 3.8 million views. 3.8 million views. It's from what it's originally from what is New York. So I'm assuming this happened in New York. Yep. And the original just, the original tweet from what is New York, he said the they said the Steph Curry of sanitation. It's got go. 192,000 likes on Twitter, Rich. 192,000 likes. I just picture <clears throat> I just picture him throwing that bag and the bag ripping open. And garbage just all over that car. So I don't, I don't know if this guy has a Twitter or if he even. I'm sure he, someone has made him aware that he's an internet yeah. sensation. But let me just say this right now: to all of our public service workers, oh, whether you're a trash man, whether you're a, uh, you work in a city government building, wherever you're at, the people who keep our society running. Delivery drivers, uh, those guys. Police officers, guys. firefighters, yeah. frontline workers, EMTs, all of those people, including trash people, people who work. Like these people keep our communities running and they don't get nearly enough credit that they deserve. So I hope that this person who got went viral for throwing these trash bags into this trash can, I hope that it could like because these people really are are important and they matter and we care about these people as well. And it's really cool to you know, to see they something are. like this. And even like, like I said, I brought up delivery drivers just for, for this reason. Delivery so drivers. Like, yeah. So when we, so around Christmas time, obviously we usually do most of our Christmas shopping from Amazon or wherever. So my wife puts out a basket and it's got sodas in it and waters and like bags of chips and like candy bars and stuff. And we, there's a sign on there when the delivery driver comes up to the door, it's like, Thank you for what you do. Take a snack. And you would not believe how appreciative these people are. Cause like, you know, those people are like, they get, you know, 
they're in a hurry. They have really hard jobs that last a long time. And like, just, I'll, you just got to be nice. Just be nice to people. That's, that's the bottom line. Just be nice. I got another one for you too, that we, that I don't think someone people well, of course, like our teachers don't get enough <laughs> oh. accolades for all the oh hard work they do. How about our, uh, how about, how about our grocery store clerks, the people who work in right. these grocery stores who have to deal with a lot of stressed out people. I mean, yep. it, the list can go on and on and on. But that's why this post that I saw with this uh, this person working yeah. for the sanitation department, this guy that's just yeah. like like it's like doing something that I couldn't do, just perfectly throwing these trash bags oh, over yeah. like it's Absolutely. nothing. So it's yeah, we can't overlook yeah, just, these people. Yeah, just be nice to people. I have another quick example. Like I went to Walmart the other day, and you know they usually have a an, an older person at the door looking at your receipt, and yeah. I just talked to the I, I just said go. Have a good day to this lady, and like I sat and talked to her for a couple minutes. Just be nice to people, man. Just all, all you got to do, like people, like nobody probably thinks twice. They just walk in and out of Walmart and just, yeah, here's my receipt, very and they good. go. Just That's be nice. A very to people, good man. point. Just, yep. just be nice. I think if we and I think if we all took that advice, then the world would be a better place. And there's yep. no reason why we can't do that. There's no yep. reason why we can't do all that, especially yep. with everything that's going on in this world right now. Absolutely. Lindsay said, thank you for recognizing teachers. I'm assuming that Lindsay's a teacher. I did not know that. I have a friend who's a teacher, one of my best friends. It's yeah, he, it's crazy. The stuff that he tells me how these, how some of the children act. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's a, a tough job. That's for sure. Yep. So what we're saying is for all those people who are out there working hard to keep our Absolutely. communities going, that's why we really wanted to share that post. Cause it was also funny but it was also like you got to recognize these people because they work hard and they really keep our societies moving and they don't get all the accolades they deserve. Cause we, we focus on the glitz and the glamor. We vo focus on the celebrities. We focus on the professional athletes. We're a hockey podcast. So of course mm -hmm. we do that. But the, the people who keep our communities running are what really, who really deserve the accolades and the credit. So uh, we're going to do this segment at the end of every podcast. We're going to try to anyway, we're going to share some funny things. We saw some cool things we saw on the interwebs. That's the new name of the set of the segment. Funny, funny things we saw on the interwebs. That's it. That's how Absolutely. we're going to end every episode of catfish and ice from here on out. Cause we want to spread positivity on yep. this podcast. All right. It's been a lot of fun, everybody. We yep. appreciate you joining myself and yep. rich Howe. So Catfish on Ice, episode 110. 110, we're getting up there in the episode. Crazy. We were brought to you by DraftKings. We will see everybody after the weekend on Monday for a brand new episode. Until then, everyone stay safe. Take care of one another. Be nice to one, one another. Be there for each other. We'll get through this. It's a scary time in the world, but we're here for you. And if you need someone to talk to, just tweet the show or DM one of us. We're here to talk care about y'all we appreciate you so much have a great weekend everybody have a good one